Welcome to this week's podcast from Free Chapel in Orange County. We hope you enjoy this message. For more information, check out our website at freechapel.org. Matthew chapter 9. Let's go to God's Word. Matthew chapter 9. I have a different message that I want to share this morning. I'm not going to preach long. But I do believe that what I'm preaching is extremely important. And you need to hear tonight's message. I preached it for the first time last Sunday. Come to either the 4 or the 6 o'clock. I promise you it will be a word from God for your life. But this is a different message for, I believe, the people who are supposed to hear it today. Matthew chapter 9 and verse 35. Then Jesus went about all the cities and villages, teaching in the synagogues, preaching the gospel of the kingdom, healing every sickness and every disease among the people. And when he saw the multitudes, he was moved with compassion for them because they were scattered and weary like sheep having no shepherd. Jesus said, the harvest is plentiful, but the laborers are few. Pray for the Lord of the harvest to send laborers into the harvest. Notice verse 36. They're scattered. They're weary. And yet, what a contradiction. Verse 35, he's teaching them the word. They're being healed. Every disease among the people is being healed. And yet, still, Jesus is moved and very burdened because they are scattered, the Scripture said, like sheep having no shepherd. Turn left and go to Matthew 7. One more verse of Scripture. Verse 15. Jesus in Matthew 7 and 15. Beware of false prophets who come to you in sheep's clothing but inwardly they are ravenous wolves. You will know them by their fruits. Do men gather grapes? Notice we keep hearing the word scatter and gather. Scatter, one, one scatters, one gathers. Do they gather grapes from thorn bushes or figs from thistles? Every good tree bears good fruit, but a bad tree bears bad fruit. I want to talk to you for just a few moments on the spirit of the wolf, the spirit of the wolf. They're teaching, Jesus is teaching, deliverance is happening, miracles are happening, healings are happening, and yet he's moved with great compassion because something was missing. All of these wonderful things were happening, and yet the Bible said they became weary, they started fainting, and they were scattered. Did you know that you can, you can experience a temporary, powerful move of God. But what moved the compassion of Jesus was he knew it wouldn't be sustained because they were like sheep having no shepherd. Jesus saw the single greatest need of that community of believers was not more miracles, was not more exciting services, but they needed a shepherd that would take care of the sheep. Now, I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I want you to look at them and say, if you're a sheep, come on, do it. You're going, you're going to have to do it. Turn to them and say, if you're a sheep, you need a shepherd. I don't care how spiritual you are. I don't care if you're doing miracles. I don't care if you know the word inside. If you're a sheep, 
We're living in a day where people think it doesn't matter if you go to church or not. It doesn't matter if you have a pastor or a shepherd or not. But if you are a sheep, Jesus was moved with compassion because these people were having miracles. They were being taught the Word of God. They were listening to iPods. They were watching Joel on 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 TV. And, 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 And He was moved with compassion because they were like sheep that didn't have a shepherd. And it moved our, our, our leader of the church said, everybody needs more than miracles and exciting teaching. You need a flock and you need a shepherd who when he gets up, he teaches you and feeds you the word of God. You need it. You need the consistency of it in your life. And if you're a sheep, you need a shepherd. Jesus said... In, in, or the Bible said in Jeremiah 23 and 3, I will gather, listen now, notice what a real shepherd does. He gathers. He doesn't scatter. The wolf scatters. The shepherd gathers. I will gather them to my fold. They'll increase. Say, if I get in the church. Thank you. If I get in the church. I'll preach to you, brother. If I get in the church, I'll increase. My life will increase. My family will be blessed. But then he goes on to say, I'll feed them, I'll gather them, give them shepherds, and they'll not be afraid. Shepherds lead sheep to safe, secure places. If a sheep is nervous, he will not eat. That's why wherever you see revival, wherever you see a move of God, you'll see a shepherd and you'll see pastors that are over that move of God. Because if it's from God, it requires a shepherd. More than miracles, more than teaching, you need a flock you're part of and a shepherd. John 10, the true shepherd calls the sheep by name, leads them, a stranger they will not follow. They'll flee from a stranger. John 10, 10, but the thief, the spirit of the wolf, comes to kill, steal, destroy. But I have come that you might have life and have it more abundantly. Then he starts drawing a comparison between shepherds and hirelings. And the primary difference between a shepherd and a hireling is a shepherd will fight for the sheep. He'll stand between the sheep and the wolf and fight off the wolf. But a hireling, when he sees the wolf coming, Jesus said he runs away. In Acts 20 and verse 27, Paul's last word to the church on how to keep what God has given you. Would you like to keep what God has given you? Then here's how. Take heed to yourself. Now this is God's Word. This isn't for somebody else. This is for you. Take heed to yourself and the flock of God. For grievous wolves will try to creep in and destroy the flock, speaking perverse things that divide the flock and steal the sheep. 1 Peter 5 says, Obey them that have rule over you, for they watch for your souls. Just when you're on the brink of a breakthrough, the spirit of the wolf will come and try to separate you from the people God has connected you to, from the church God has connected you to, from the pastors that God has connected you to. This stuff matters to God. He, He died not just to save you so you could just do your own thing. 
But he died so that you could be saved and then a part of a flock or a congregation or a church and have pastors who equip you to fulfill your purpose. If all salvation is about is not going to hell, getting fire insurance. If that's all there is to it, then we should drown you in the baptism tank. There's more to it than just getting saved and baptized. God wants you then to get in a flock, in a church, get equipped, hear the word of God, and then turn around and serve him and be a part of that church to reach that community for God. This is so simple, but I'm going somewhere. The spirit of the wolf is operating that wants to separate us. Just when you're on the brink of a breakthrough in your family, the spirit of the wolf, notice, notice the spirit of the wolf scatters. It tries to disconnect a man from his family, a, a church from their pastor, or uh, it, it, it's a disconnecting of the parents from the child. Just when you're on the brink of something great, the enemy's strategy is to divide and conquer. Because if I can get that little sheep away from the flock, away from the shepherd who has the staff to beat the wolf off, because sheep don't see the wolf coming. Sheep see tonsils. Sheep see fangs. Shepherds look out. They watch the flock of God and they see things coming and they get up with the rod and the staff and they tell you things and suddenly your eyes are open and you were just grazing along and you didn't realize the enemy had targeted your marriage, your family. That's why it's so powerful what we're doing right now. Because God's Word is alive. Now, now... I want to talk to you real quick about three kinds of wolves that are attacking the body of Christ today. To be aware of. To be awake and aware that this is possible or Jesus wouldn't have been moved with compassion because the people were like sheep without shepherds, which means if you don't have God's Word and the great shepherd and a church in your life, a vital part of your life... You are a part of the flock, but you're separated out here. And the point is this. You're going to go to heaven, but the wolf is going to attack you instead of all those sheep over there that are guarded because you're vulnerable. Matthew 7 tells us how he does it. Matthew 7.15 says that he will come as a wolf in sheep's clothing. Jesus said, beware of wolves. Jesus didn't say, pet the wolf. Jesus didn't say, tame the wolf. Jesus didn't say, talk to the wolf and love on the wolf. He said, beware. Beware. That, and the wolf, here's, here's the part of this verse that's so powerful. Beware of wolves that come in sheep's clothing. A real wolf will never show up at church or in your relationships and say, you'll never, he comes like in sheep clothing. If the wolf has learned, if I'm going to get one of the sheep, I need to look like a sheep. Outwardly act like a Christian. Outwardly talk like a Christian. Hey brother, hey sister Jones, God bless you. I was in the word this morning. Hallelujah. 
outwardly looks like a sheep, inwardly full of ravenous wolves. They don't come like a wolf. They come dressed in church clothes. Church talk. And the first kind of wolf you got to watch out for is relational wolves. Tall, dark, and handsome wolves. Pentecostal playboys. Charismatic Casanovas. But they, they clothe it in religiosity. See, let's not be deceived. Not everybody's here today looking for the Lord. There's some people that were in the club last night and they're in the church because they know all the pretty girls are in church. They're not a Christian. They don't love the Lord. It's a player, but he's got on a suit with a Bible or, or at least looking religious today. I got your number. I'm glad you came to church, you heathen. I'm going Reach over to your neighbor and pull on their wool and see if it's real or not. Come on. See, I'm just checking. I'm sorry if you're going to sit near me. Relational woods. It's my boy over there. <laughs> Outwardly looks like a sheep. But they came to get a little she-sheep. You looking fine, sister. <laughs> See, they know, they know the word says, and you've been taught that you are not supposed to date unbelievers. Be ye not unequally yoked with unbelievers. They know that. So they know the only way I'm going to get in with that pretty woman or that, or that, that pretty girl is, is, is I got to act like I'm a Christian and I'm going to keep whining them and dining them and I'll talk the little talk and, and, and I'll tell them I'll go to church with them if they'll go to the club with me on Saturday night. But you shall know them by their fruit. He's coming to church now. The wolf always wants to get you away from the pastor. Get you away from your parents. Scatter you from the voices that you know are experienced from the church. Try, come go to my church. Now, now that, that's how I know if you've got a real Christian or not. I always ask them when they come to me. Say, this is my new boyfriend. The first thing I'll do, I shouldn't tell this, but I'll say, who's your pastor? Uh, if they can't tell you who their pastor is, you don't need to be dating them. Everybody needs a pastor and a real Christian will know who their pastor is. Unless they don't have to go to church. I'm preaching better than you're letting on this morning. Howling at the moon all night on Saturday night. But here they come in sheep's clothing. Praise the Lord. What a wonderful name it is. What a wonderful name it is. I love the Lord. But really what they're doing is they're using you, trying to get you. Come go to my dead dry church. Because when you got saved, you got saved under a heavy anointing. 
You need a heavy anointing. We know where you came from. And, and you can't go to some old dead dry church where they got a spooky pipe organ and, and you're supposed to be praising. You need God. You're desperate for God. Or you'll go back to what you came from. But this, the wolf will come and say, come with me. I don't like your church. You know why I don't like your church? Because he's been howling at the moon and, and, and he gets under conviction and a preacher gets up like I'm preaching and he planned on being in bed with you on Sunday night. But here comes a preacher preaching. Oh, I'm not here to play games. I'm sorry you came to play games, but I'm not playing games this morning. And instead of seeing a, she- instead of seeing a sheep, you ought, to, you ought to look at that boy and say, my, what big ears you have. Something ought to go off. You'll know them by their fruit. I'm preaching to the young people this morning. A relational wolf takes advantage of the weak. Looks for areas of weakness. That's why you can't be a needy person. I need somebody. You become a Shanita. I I, I need a... Man, I need a car. I need a house. I need, I need. Just get full of Jesus and they'll chase you instead of you chasing them. Praying on the needy. Don't be needy. Well, I know it's God. Can't tell people not to get married. You know, the pastor, if he's a real pastor, spiritual leaders like Ben and Javon, people like you've got, Carissa, and the team that we've got here, Jabin, all of them, they're going to tell you the truth. Our, 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 uh, our youth pastor, he, he, he's going to tell our, our kids the truth. He's going to look at them, and Jake's going to say, you know, why are you dating that? What, what are you doing? And you can't tell me who to date. That is correct. I cannot. But I can tell you who I'll marry. Just because you decide to get married doesn't mean that a shepherd has to marry you. Ooh. Let's, let's push the whole cap, apple cart over. Come on. I'm going to offend everybody before we leave here today. But we're not here to, to, we're not here to do that. We're here to say, now this is what the Word says. Let's get in line with the Word. Doesn't feel the need to grow. I don't like your church. Now, I'm thinking about this church and you coming here. Now, there are other great churches in Orange County. But if God has planted you here, I don't like your church. I like, I like it more dry. I, they, don't want, they won't say it like that. What they really like is they, don't want, they want a real fuzzy little message and a little cute little thing so that you can live in sin and never feel the sting of conviction. But every once in a while, you need the shepherd to take the staff and grab you by the neck and pull you back and beat the wolf off. And sometimes he hits you because you and the wolf are hanging out so close. You blame it on the shepherd. You need to get away from the wolf. And, 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 oh, oh, wait a minute. I'm, all right, all right, buddy. I might need you on this one. The rest of them aren't going to help me, so be ready, okay? It ain't just he wolves. Sometimes it can be a she wolf. 
a wolf in a blue dress. Many, many, many. One of those biblical dresses. Lo and behold. You just cross the path with sister fangs and you don't even know it. Let's say, let's say, I'm just, just going to give you a scenario. Your marriage is going through a little rough spot. Maybe you just had a baby and your wife ain't giving you no attention much because everybody's talking about the baby and you're not the big dog in the house anymore. It's all about the baby. And y'all kind of going through a little, you know, there's seasons in marriage. You go through a little rough spot. You go to work. And she comes up to you, a wolf, a she-wolf, says something like this. Your wife, your wife is so lucky to have a good man like you. You know what you ought to hear? You ought not to hear those nice words. That's what you ought to hear. That's what just went off. That wasn't a compliment. Something like this. Start rubbing your back. Just rub a woman rubbing your back. Have you been working out? That ain't your, that ain't your wife. No woman ought to be rubbing your back, feeling of your muscles. Have you been working out? I tell you, you look so good in those jeans. She's so lucky to have a man, a man of prayer. Doesn't that sound spiritual? A man of prayer. I bet you can touch and agree. Oh, I bet you something. A she-wolf. It's innocent at first. Hey, listen, we got this new project. And I think we ought to go out to lunch together and discuss it. Let's not invite anybody else, just you and I. <laughs> That's a funny wolf. That's a good wolf. You, you made up for the last service, Matt. That, that's a good <laughs> Very good. I had one of the pastors down in a room making that noise, recording it for this. And I'm kidding. <laughs> Wolves come. Listen to me. Listen to me. The spirit of the wolf comes to separate relationships. And you know what? We're joking and we're laughing, but every affair starts that way with the spirit of the wolf. It doesn't ever come out, hey, we're going to have dirty sex. It doesn't do that. It comes and it says, I'm just getting real. I'm just preaching like, come on, let's tell it like it is. Let's quit playing games. You, you, you don't just get in bed with your boyfriend. The devil has to get in your head before you get it. he gets you in bed. He has to get between your ears before he gets between the sheets. Is this too plain? And it's the spirit of the wolf. If you're dating a boy, if you've got godly parents and you're dating a boy or a girl, that is scattering you or dividing you, your parents 
are godly and they love you and they have proven their love and they're so concerned. And this voice is, this spirit of the wolf is pulling you away, pulling you away, pulling you away from your church, pulling you away from pastors, pulling you away from parents, pulling you away. Something is off. Something is off. And you better listen to it because it comes to kill. It's not playing games. That marriage, the enemy comes to kill. That, it's not a little flirtation. It's not a little funny little sweet little text that you're exchanging privately on emails. It's not. No, 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 no. It comes to kill, to steal and destroy. And when it's finished, you'll be separated. Somebody else will walk your child down the aisle. Your marriage will be gone. Your family will be gone. Your career, your integrity will be gone. Your name will be gone. Look at the news. Look at what's broken in the last 24 hours. It is deception. Sin is deceiving. I'm almost done. But there's a second wolf. The financial wolf. Not just relational wolf, but financial wolf. Beware. Of people who have get-rich-quick schemes. Especially when they say, the Lord told me that you're supposed to invest into my dream. It's always your money up front. Put your own money in it and go do it yourself. If it's going to have such a reward, you go do it. Invest. Not everybody comes to church to worship. Some people come to church to do business. And they prey upon the elderly. And they prey upon good Christians who are generous hearted. And they'll help people. But then they have another need and another need and another need. And before you know it, you're in a mess financially. Financial mooches. Be careful the kind of the, the, the financial wolves that will show up when you get in league with people. Or you go into business agreements with people that are not of like faith or they don't have your values in your heart. Be careful. The Bible said acknowledge Him in all of your ways. Be careful of, of financial wolves. I'm simply trying to tell you that they will separate you from your money. A financial wolf. And, and, and we have to be alert and we have to sign in contracts and you're signing your life away and you don't even know what you're signing. Beware. Financial wolves. Relational wolves. Not, you ain't supposed to give your, you know, uh, I, I'll just tell you, I, I had one lady in another state who's in my church come to me one time and she said, Pastor Franklin, she said, uh, I need you to help me pray. I'm, I'm feeling a little check. And she said, uh, me, and, me and my boyfriend, uh, he's gone through a hard time and he asked could he move in because he got kicked out of his apartment and he's going to have to live in his car. So I let him move in. And, come on. Okay, let's keep moving. Let's keep moving. I let him move in and Pastor... Uh, uh, he, he doesn't have a job, but he's working on it. But, but he asked me would I uh, co-sign on, for him to get a car so he can go find a job. <laughs> co-sign. 
See, when you hear, will you co-sign, you, something ought to go off. And we're in separate bedrooms and he's going to get it together, but we're going to get married. And do you not hear the wolf in that? All right, I'll keep moving. Lastly, spiritual wolves, financial wolves, relational wolves, spiritual wolves. A pastor gathers, a wolf scatters. The wolf, notice the scripture Jesus said, the wolf draws unto himself. There's a difference. A wolf will always draw a child away from the parents, a husband away from the wife, a wife away from the husband, a a sheep away from a pastor. A wolf will seek to pull you away from what God has connected you to. That's the spirit of the wolf. Any voice that tells you, you don't need your parents, you don't need godly advice, you don't need mentors, you don't need pastors if they don't tell you what you want to hear, just go off and do your own thing. That is the voice of the wolf. The wolf draws unto himself. They draw, someone who is a spiritual wolf will draw you away from the church. And and here's the difference. They're drawing you away from your marriage. They're drawing you away from from family and people that really matter. There's something wrong with that. That's why there's a certain religion. And my, 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 my first cousin, his son got mixed up in this religion... And they draw, they draw, they, they, they isolate and say, you can't have anything to do with your family now that you're part of our religion. And I'm telling you folks, there's something wrong with that. I tell you that if it was the Christian faith, if, if it shouldn't make us draw away from the people we love, it should make us have a bigger heart for them to love them even more. But, but, but cults or spiritual wolves will draw you away, isolate you, don't listen to them, they can't be in your life. Something's wrong with that. The truth will set you free. A pastor is a giver, a wolf is a taker. They're always after something. A pastor feeds the flock. A wolf feeds on the flock. A pastor leads the sheep closer to Jesus. A wolf draws the people closer to him. Wow. If if this ministry is not leading you closer to Jesus, if I'm leading you closer to me or to Ben or to anyone who stands in this pulpit and we're not drawing you to Jesus, we're drawing you to us, it is off. We don't come to lift us up and preach and draw and feed off of you. We feed you. We draw you to the shepherd and the shepherd takes you into the flock and uses you for his glory. And there's a huge difference. So the Bible said, beware of wolves in sheep's clothing. Relational wolves. Financial wolves. Spiritual wolves. Spiritual wolves. Do you know the spirit of deceit? People leaving their Christian roots and drawn into cults and drawn into Eastern religions and drawn into other, another gospel that is other than the gospel of Jesus Christ. It's a spiritual wolf that's pulling you away.
And I've just come by today with a staff in my hand to beat the wolf off of you and your relationships and your marriage and your mind. And if it hits you, too bad. I'm here to grab somebody by the neck that's hanging out with people who have the spirit of the wolf. I don't have any buddies that I'm going to hang out with more than my wife. I don't want to run nowhere, at no events. Got so many people that you're hanging out with and your wife sitting at home by herself. That's the spirit of the wolf to drive a wedge. But what we have to do is understand he's the great shepherd. And I love the story of when he had 99 in the fold. He's such a great shepherd that he said as good and as blessed as this is, if there's one lost sheep in Orange County, this church is not big enough. When will this church be big enough? It's packed this morning. This is awesome. When will it be big enough? When there's not one lost sheep, this is the heart of our shepherd. Then you guys can relax. When there's not one lost sheep anywhere in Orange County, then Free Chapel, you can kick back and be a bless me club. But as long as there's one lost sheep, that the wolf is studying and about to pounce on and kill, steal, and destroy their dreams, their homes, their families, their hopes. As long as there's one out there vulnerable to the attack of the wolf and they're not in the flock, it ought to burden you. You ought to be moved with compassion for there's a sheep without a shepherd. And the Bible said, Jesus said, the good shepherd goes, leaves the 99 and finds the one lost sheep Puts it on his shoulder. Brings it back home. Pulls it out of the mud. Rescues that sheep. And restores it back in the fold. Maybe the wolf has deceived you. Maybe you've made horrible decisions because you listened to the voice and the spirit of the wolf. Maybe right now while I'm preaching you're in a relationship. Or you're hanging out with people that are pulling you Dividing you from your God, dividing you from, from wisdom, dividing you from shepherds and church. You don't go to church. You used to love church, but now that you hang out with them, it's funny. You don't like it anymore. Maybe God sent you this morning to Free Chapel to hear a crazy message to tell you that your ears have been filled with the spirit of the wolf, but the shepherd, the good shepherd has come and he's reaching for you. And he says this in Psalms 23. When He restores your life, the Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He makes me to lie down in green pastures. He restores my soul. My cup runs over. That's the shepherd that's reaching for you today. All over this room, stand to your feet. Every head bowed, every eye closed. Thank you for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you are blessed.